0: This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods.
1: Let's go. Welcome
0: Coat Check, the official podcast of the Delaware Blue Coats, the NBA G League affiliate of the Philadelphia 76ers. Coat Check is proudly presented by Land Rover Wilmington. I'm Matt Murphy. Very excited about this week's episode, and I'm happy to introduce our next guest. He is the 2019-20 NBA G League Defensive Player of the Year with the Delaware Blue Coats, Chris Kumaji. We are recording this on June 25th, fresh off of the award, literally a week to the day of when the award was announced. Chris, I'll start with this. What has the support been like since winning the award? It seemed like everybody was showing you love. 76ers players, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, a lot of your Florida State teammates as well. Um, Really everybody. So what's that support been like?
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely got a lot of love from my teammates, uh, you know, especially uh, the ones from college, also family members, and uh, a few vets uh, from the Sixers, uh, Tobias, give me a shout-out, uh, I think Josh Richardson and also uh, Carlo Quinn did too, so, and uh, teammates like Sheaad, Norvell reached out, a bunch of my guys from G League also reached out, so it was really, it mean a lot really to, to, you know, have those guys reach out and like congratulate you.
0: That's awesome. And just a quick rundown for our listeners out there. We will touch on your rookie season this year in the G League. We will do, of course, our Healthy Lifestyle segment presented by ChristianaCare. As doctors, nurses, and caregivers, and as neighbors and friends, ChristianaCare is a partner in everyone's journey to greater health and well-being. Why do they do it? For the love of health, visit Christianicare.org. From there we'll get into a little bit of your background for anybody who wants to know more about your upbringing. We did do a we had a conversation a few months ago in April. They can find that on the Blue Coats website which has a little bit more detail about your upbringing and background, but we will touch on that before our at the buzzer questions at the end. We'll have a little fun talk about soccer and a couple other fun topics, but let's start with this season. In Delaware, your rookie year First player in Delaware franchise history to win G League Defensive Player of the Year honors. What does being recognized in that way mean to you?
1: No, it definitely means a lot. You know, from the point that I started uh, playing basketball, I, I can just remember, you know, it's like – you know, five, six years ago and it's just, you know, at this point to get that recognition and you see your artworks, just you know, uh, you see the result of your hard work, it just means a lot, you know, and also for like my people back home, you know, you know, everybody's kind of very happy for me. They're very inspired, the young young people are really looking up to me. So that that definitely means a
0: lot. As a rookie and you're seven foot four for those who don't already know that, or for those who might not have seen you play, you led the G League in block shots per game. Four per game is incredible. You led the league in total block shots, 133, which was a single season record for the Delaware franchise. What were some of the factors that contributed to such a strong transition from college to the pros for you this year?
1: I think it's just uh, you know the the work and also the experience you know experience that I had in camp uh, a lot of. Uh from from the coaching staff, on just like you know, being being active, being you know using my my advantage, my height, and also just you know, you know being just being vocal, you know, being a defensive presence, you know, altering shots, you know, also working on my timing. It's a lot of stuff that you know coming in play, but you know the ones that I can remember, are definitely just like you know just the the stuff that I learned with the coaching staff on not fouling, you know verticality was the biggest thing that I had to really get better from college to, to the pros.
0: And you reference camp, of course you were in training camp and uh, summer league with the Philadelphia 76ers, but let's talk about a specific game from the G League regular season, February 1st at Erie. That's the triple-double game, 18 points, 20 rebounds, 12 blocks, which was a G League season high for block shots in a game this year. Take us through what was going through your mind during that game with the twelve blocks and the triple double?
1: Um, honestly, I, I didn't know I had the uh, I had that many rebounds and blocks. I was just you know I was just I had energy. I was just you know running around blocking shots. Uh, I felt. I mean, I, I definitely know I had more than ten rebounds, but I didn't know I had twenty until. You know, You know when we when we won the game and then Coach Kind of said that in the locker room. So that was definitely that was definitely a really uh, really uh, great moment for me. Uh, Exciting game. I had a lot of
0: energy that game.
1: I wasn't really thinking. I was just you know
0: just playing. Are you ever thinking like when you get have a game where you get to three, four, five blocks? Like what are you thinking after each block shot that you rack up?
1: Honestly, after five, I don't think any player can really count because after five you just like, the first two, you're like, okay, I got two blocks or something. But, like, after that, it's just – you
0: lose confidence. Well, of it. pretty much every game you had, like, two blocks. So, I'm sure it was hard to keep track for you. Um, and we covered this before. But for any of our new listeners, where does your celebration after blocking the shots when you do a thumb or thumbs down, where does that celebration come from?
1: I think uh, Ibaka used to do it with one hand. You I heard know, Ibaka? I yeah, Sergio Ibaka so does it with one hand, and then in college, I started doing it, and then I, I was like, maybe I should, you know, do
0: double thumb down and, like, you know, switch it up or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely worked for you this year, and I think the fans and your teammates and the staff got a lot of enjoyment out of seeing that celebration. Uh, we have done the Healthy Lifestyle segment before, so I'll try to gear the questions in a little bit of a different direction. But it is time for our Healthy Lifestyle segment presented by Christiana Care and Obviously, this segment's all about doing things for the love of health. As we record this, you're coming off, or as yesterday you're coming off a workout. You've been working out daily during this time. What types of workouts have you been doing recently? Uh,
1: a lot on court, you know, just to get, you know, stay in that basketball shape. Also lifting, you know, uh, just to, you know, tune your body up, you know, like a rehab type of lift. Uh, mobility and like, explosive uh, type of lift mostly just a lot of on-core conditioning.
0: Have you picked up any new workouts or training methods? I mean, even dating back to the start of quarantine when you were mostly in the house, did you try anything new? I
1: try, I try, I try a little bit uh, like uh, like calisthenics,
0: like just uh, body weight, but I feel like that everybody kind of did that, but that's
1: something i never really did before. But, I, I, you know, I kind of like, you know, I mean, push-ups is, you know, part of it, but like also stuff like dips, a lot of other stuff you can have fun with it, so I started, I, started, I started looking more into that.
0: How is the meditation going? If you're still doing it, oh, I use the I use the calm uh, the calm app, and it really really has been really helping me, especially before going to bed. I gotta try that. Somebody told me to download that, so I think I'm gonna start.
1: Maybe you should you should put the language in French, cause it's very soothing when it's in French.
0: Just just sense the voice at the speaker. Maybe I'll try it. We'll see. I'll report back. Let's touch a little bit on your background here, um, for those who don't know. You, you grew up in Chad, in the capital city for, for most of your childhood, and you grew up playing soccer before you literally outgrew the sport as you got taller and you started playing basketball at age 16. And you've obviously developed over the years during your career from Montverde Academy in Florida to Florida State and now the pros. But what were some of the, the low points along the way that made you stronger uh, on and off the court?
1: Uh, the low points, definitely Uh, the situation back home uh, and uh, living here, I know I was going to get a better opportunity anyway, you know, with basketball, with school, definitely. So, you know, coming here, I just had to focus on on, on that part, you know, getting good grades and also working hard on the courts. And also my days in Mount you know, I wasn't really, you know, I was, I was just not picking up the game. So that was some of my... Worst days with basketball because I was just not new to the game and I couldn't keep up with, with the guys there. And that was some of my worst days of basketball, I would say.
0: Well, I do want to talk about Montverde for a second here uh, because there are, for our listeners, a uh, there are Sixers and Bluecoats connections, obviously, from your high school days. Who were some of your teammates on that team?
1: Ben Simmons was there uh, the two years that I was there from uh, – I think 14 and 15. Yep, he was there. He graduated in 2015.
0: And, I mean, D'Angelo Russell was also in the mix, I think. I don't know if you played with him. Yeah, he was there my, my junior year. And then Doral Moore as well, who you were teammates with in Delaware this past season. So connections all around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, what traits, like what kind of traits skill-wise, workout-wise, whatever it might be, did did Ben Simmons have even back then that kind of stood out to you?
1: I think uh it was just the efficiency and how consistent he was with his work. Like he knew exactly what he needed to work on. So when he get in the gym, you know, some guys would be there for like, you know, an hour lifting, but he just knew what he needed to do. So he's just like intense and then you know, just get it done. That's something that I've noticed with him. Just the efficiency. So
0: a lot of what we talk we have talked about, Chris, kind of Is all pointing in the direction of the NBA. I mean, you have some NBA experience at summer league training camp. You had a great season as a rookie in the G League. So a lot of arrows are pointing to the NBA. What do you think your family say to you if you are able to become the first player from Chad to see the floor in a regular season NBA game?
1: Oh, my mom definitely just mean the world to her because you know she can just remember. You know, me living in Senegal and the situation that we was in, and it was just meant a lot for her. You know, like she in college she didn't really know much about basketball, but now that she's, she's very invested in, because you know I kind of like keep her keep her in touch with the with the sport and stuff like that. So she it definitely meant a lot for her. My uncles, my host family here that be you know be, been with me this whole time it was mean just a lot for them. You know, just see them smile.
0: We'll have more with Chris Kumaji coming up. But first, Namours Sports Medicine believes that highly personalized one on one physical therapy for young athletes is paramount to a speedy and complete recovery. Learn more at slash PT. All right, Chris, now it's time to round things out with our At The Buzzer segment. Just some fun questions. I've kind of themed these out over the past couple episodes. And the first one is about travel. You're definitely a well-traveled person. And kind of thinking in terms of this past season in the G League, what was your favorite road city that you played in this season and why?
1: Uh, I think it was when we went to play uh – uh. Uh, the Toronto g League team. It was just nice, you know, going to Canada for, first, uh, for the first time, And also, uh, Toronto was a really nice city, the diversity. I didn't know it was that diverse. It was, it was really nice to see Toronto.
0: Yeah, Terry Harris said the Raptors trip as well. You said that was your first time in Canada? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely a good choice, I would say. There are some unique stops uh, on the, on the yeah, schedule, yeah, but definitely. that was certainly a, a player favorite this year. How about your jersey number? And it could be either of these. What's the story behind your current jersey number, 20, or your all-time favorite jersey number if it's not 20?
1: Uh, I used to wear uh, 21 uh, twenty one in, uh, in high
0: school. Where does that come from?
1: I don't, I don't know. I just uh, – just maybe something, just a superstition, but I never really thought about it, you know, to like uh, – like, he, he, he really doesn't have any any deep meaning behind it. But uh, I just like the number 21, and I like that
0: range from, like, 20 to 21. So, it's,
1: it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's just, that's
0: about it. I think I lost you a little bit there at the end. But was 21 taken on the Bluecoats this year? I should know that, but I can't. You were 20. I was 20 because, I mean, when I was at camp, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't wear twenty one. Oh, you're saying you're you know? <laughs> saying you couldn't wear twenty one with the Sixers?
1: I wonder why that is. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. So I had the twenty, so it was just. I think it was just the the continuation. You know, have twenty there, so it would just be easy having twenty on the on the blue coat. Gotcha.
0: Let's get you out of here with this one. Um, this is like the fun fact theme question. You listed your your uh, hidden talent. As soccer this year and anybody who has read about you knows that soccer was a big part of your journey so maybe it's not a hidden talent to them but we saw you break out the skills the soccer skills um, on media day how good are you yeah. at juggling a soccer ball like how many times in a row or how long could you go for
1: man I used to, I used to go longer maybe I don't know maybe for like two minutes but now the, the longest I can go, maybe, I don't know, a minute, 45 seconds. <laughs> I, 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 lost, I lost some of that touch. Man. We'll have to
0: do a, a, a video follow-up or something at some point where we juggle a soccer ball at some point. But that's going to do it, Chris. Definitely. Thanks a lot for giving me some time. Congrats again on uh, Defensive Player of the Year. And I know you have a birthday coming up pretty soon in July. Yep, yep, July 7th. So yeah. Happy early birthday to you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate and it. Thanks, as always, to our listeners. Once again, he is the first NBA G League defensive player of the year in Delaware franchise history, Chris Kumaji. And I'm Matt Murphy. Until next time, take it or leave it at the coat check.